Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, Tim, um, you know, we've been picking on you, bro, about, you know, writing off Buffalo so quick. We've been picking on you, man. Look, me and Chase had good reasons why we were kind of sold on Buffalo. It just didn't, Jay, did it not feel like it was Buffalo's time to feel like that they can run the table? It felt like it. It really did from all the change that they made it on offense and stuff. But I, it, it kind of feels like, you know, I know we were picking that Tim a little bit. But, Tim, are you the Stephen A. Smith for the Bills? Like, what's going on? You know, like, I – me with the Bills, they have their sparks. They have their – unfortunately, their choke their choke points. Um, you know, kind of reminds me of the 1988 playoffs against the, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Bills and Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith. The Bills never did anything during that time period. Yeah, they went to a lot of Super Bowls and championships and playoff games, mm-hmm. but how many Super Bowls did they win? Now, I, mean, I know they, won, this is they not, didn't win any, but go ahead. Sorry. Right. But I know this is not the 1988 Buffalo Bills team. And I do, I think Josh Allen is very talented. You know, he's a linebacker playing quarterback, he likes to run the ball. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, he's got a, a good arm. But his turnovers is hurting big time this year. Um, you know, they started off good, then they then they fizzled, and then they went back on that 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 mountain again. But that mountain was, was kind of that mountain they were, was they were an crash. up and down team all year. They, yeah, yeah, they they really were. But like the thing is, I didn't think that Kansas City was doing anything special that whole entire game. That game was literally no. Buffalo's to win. But at the end of the day, you know what? It, it was a great game, you know what I mean? But, you know. It, it was. It was a great yeah. game. You know, it was a good game. You know, I was I was rooting for the Bills, believe it or not, because, 
you know, I'm sick of the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm sick of <laughs> I'm sick of tired of Taylor Swift. You know, yeah, every I'm, every I'm, catch that Travis Kelsey made, they pan the camera. Taylor yeah, Swift, oh, you know, what's Taylor doing? Yeah, I don't care what Taylor's doing, I don't care what she's doing. But you know what yeah. I must say this Sunday, go Ravens. Oh. Oh, see, you know, we're going to talk about that because, you know, we're going to have some differences of opinion, bro. But anyways, let's get started with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Running to the Jungle show. I'm your host, Justin Lacey. Got my boy Tim Lyons and Chase Johnson in the building here. Fortunately, we don't got B-Dirt, Brandon Harriet with us today. He is handling some business, doing some work duties and stuff. So he'll join us, obviously, in the next episode in the days to come. So how you guys doing today, man? We 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 kind of got a little bit off track talking about the divisional round and whatnot. But Tim, I, I, I had to, you know, give you, give you a little bit of props there, you know, I Again, I'm not mad for picking Buffalo to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but like I had to give you your respect. You know what I mean? You called it. You know, there's yeah. a reason why you folded on Buffalo. So, but how you doing today, otherwise, man? I'm doing great. You know, it's almost Friday. You know, it's Hump Day. So, uh, looking forward to the weekend and uh, looking for some some division or some uh, championship AFC and NFC games this weekend. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. And Chase. You know, for those that haven't got a chance to watch our episodes of the AFC and NFC Championship previews, definitely go and check that out on the Cut to the Chase Network here because, you know, we go in depth. So today we're not going to go super in depth when it comes to the coverages of the conference championship, but we are going to discuss about it because there are some there are some thoughts out there, you know, within Bengal Nation. But other than that, man, Chase, how you feeling, bro? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, you know, had had a class get canceled, so I'm I'm chilling off of that. Went to a girls' basketball game, got some Chick Fil A. I'm giving you the whole rundown, man. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling feeling nice, full, ready to talk some Bengals football. Feel me? No, you know what would make it so sick, bro, for UC basketball or even for girl like we're in Cincinnati chasing our. Yeah. Um, if Iowa were to come to town, because Kayla Clark, bro. She is lighting everybody on fire, bro, with her Mm -hmm. presence. And I just feel like that that will turn the whole entire girls brigade, the city up. If they see her come to town, play at UC, play at Xavier, whatever. A lot of people will be in attendance for that game because she's kind of becoming a national phenomenon, bro. Oh, she is, man. I mean, she was hooping at Ohio State. I know they lost, and I know the whole thing happened where she ran into, uh, you know, the one girl that was running on the court and all that stuff. She flopped. Caitlin Clark flop, but Creighton Clark's still a good basketball player. Man. That's all I got to say on that situation. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. was at that game, too, man. Mm-hmm. So. You got some big lips, man. I, I just said the yeah, was, he, he, he looked like a duck. I love Marvin, but he, he looked like a duck, though. I ain't going to lie. That's how I noticed him, bro. He got, like, the biggest, biggest lips. You can just spot it out. Look, bro. 
Marvin Hanson Jr., man, we love you, bro. If you ever get a chance to listen to this show, first of all, it'll be an honor for you to listen it to this show. Be, yeah. But, dude, you got some big pink lips, bro, and it just stands out <laughs> in a large crowd, dog. <laughs> he was in attendance. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my God. All right. But we got some Bengals stuff to talk about because some congratulations are in- – I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys. Hey, man. It, 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 it. <laughs> all right, all right. Pretty now that enough. the laughs are now, now that the laughs are almost out, <laughs> some congratulations are in order for our very young coaching staff on the Cincinnati Bengals. So, first and foremost, man, we got to congratulate Brian Callahan and Dan Pitcher. Brian Callahan, as we already know, he finalized a deal with the Tennessee Titans to become their new head coach. Dan Pitcher has obviously replaced him as about an hour and a half ago that he has signed on to become the Bengals offensive coordinator, which that was a move that was widely predicted, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really ecstatic and I'm really happy for both guys. Brian Callahan, I'll give my quick thoughts and Chase and Tim, you can go over with your quick thoughts, but I thought that Brian Callahan, let me just be for real. I thought he was kind of average. He didn't really call plays. But the more and more that I kept affiliating myself with his role on a team, the more that calling plays is really an overrated aspect when it comes to being an offensive coordinator. He is really great at collaborating and working well with Zach Taylor, Dan Pitcher, you know, all these guys, the quarterback, obviously Joe Burrow, his his weapons. He is really good at understanding the role that he has. And he is he's late. He he is has a he's developed a strong hand in game planning so much that when he needs a when adjustment needs to be made, you know, he's there to help make adjustments. He's also doing everything that he possibly can to kind of set a high standard or embark on a high standard that we've done so far in these last few years of us winning. And yes, he is a product of the of us winning so much. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals have put out a sort little clip of video with Brian Callahan talking about, you know, those interviews were going to come and his opportunities was going to come. Well, it ha- it happened to come today for him. He'll have a great opportunity with the Tennessee Titans. He'll work alongside Will Levis, who's I think that he'll be a pretty good young quarterback, you know, in future years to mm-hmm. come. Even next year's early on. He showed some pretty good flashes, you know, during the season. So it obviously didn't end any good, you know, it didn't end how they wanted to. And they're going to be shape-shifting that, that organization, the coaching staff. But nonetheless, man, Brian Callahan, I'm just really excited for his opportunity. And Dan Pitcher, hey, look, man, I'm kind of happy that he's been announced soon before we jumped on the mic because I did not want to come on this show talking about, well, could the Bengals go out with Joe Brady? You know, <laughs> when this offensive coordinator today, yeah, what is his background? What was the yeah. guy uh, that the Bengals interviewed, the offensive line coach from the Seahawks with the big fro? Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice little hairstyle, but yeah, um, yeah. but we all knew that Dan Pitcher was the guy. You know, let yeah. me let me stop talking because I've introduced this segment enough. I'm just very happy for him, but I'm gonna let you guys have the floor here. You got it, Tim. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, I was. Was I was I surprised that Callahan got the job with Tennessee? Kind of yes, actually, because you know with our or the way that our team is ran, you know Zach's the one calling the offense. But even though Brian, you know, he draws up the offense and you know gets all the offensive game plans going, 
you know, spends a lot of time with Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd and Chase and all those guys and T Higgins, you know. Um, but I was actually kind of, I was happy for him. I was, I was happy for him. You know, not only, not only am I happy for Brian Callahan, but I'm happy for the Cincinnati Bengals organization because, you know, it proves that even though we're not, you know, yeah, we went to the Super Bowl, we went to the AFC Championship last year, then we had a tough season this year, you know, and it gives, it gives Brian Callahan kudos, you know, and saying, you know, he's doing what he needs to do. Um, and I'm excited to see what the Titans are going to bring because, you know, they are losing Derrick Henry possibly. You know, they do have Will Levis, which is, you know, a weird guy, but, you know, he's a not bad quarterback. Um, but I was actually, you know, like I said, the reason why I was surprised was because I was expecting Lou to get a head head coaching position. But once our defense kind of went downhill, then that was kind of like, Okay, but then they were like, oh, Brian Callahan's interviewing for this position, for this team, and this team, and this team. I was like, whoa, good. You know, good for him. But I'm also, another reason why I'm happy for the Bengals organization is because now we're going to get a new offensive coordinator in here. Now, what is our offense going to evolve into? Yeah, that that's a big thing. And, uh, you know, first off with Brian Callahan, I mean, congrats to them. That, that's huge going over to Tennessee and all. And another underlying factor is that he's bringing his dad, Bill Callahan, from the Cleveland Browns to come down to Tennessee. And Bill Callahan is one of the best offensive line coaches in the National Football League and maybe of all time. So, I mean, he, he kind of did a little insider work right there and take him out of the division, which is which is all good, but uh, nonetheless. Um, and then Dan Pitcher stepping in as the offensive coordinator. Um, I'm excited to see because – you know, back before the AFC Championship last year, Joe Burrow was asked a question in his press conference about, you know, his relationship with Dan Pitcher. And, you know, he was talking about it's a really good work relationship that they have going on. And, you know, they, they were able to bounce ideas off each other and be pretty open about, you know, play calls, all this other stuff. And, you know, Dan Pitcher knows Joe Burrow as well as anybody would, you know, from the coaching staff. So it, it'll be nice to see. Hopefully they're able to, you know, from Tim's trademark, run the damn ball, you know, a little bit more effectively. That would be nice. But uh, I'm excited to see what flair that damn pitcher, you know, has on the Cincinnati Bengals going forward, uh, you know, in the season. But and then another thing. It, so in the week two broadcast against the Baltimore Ravens for Cincinnati Bengals, they mentioned that Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo, the offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, and head coach. They were all together for five years, all right? There had been no team at that time frame to have the same head coach, OC, and DC for more than three years. And the Bengals had them for a half decade. That's crazy. A half decade's gone by. But Brian Callahan, I think a big reason why he was able to get a head coaching job, obviously the success of Joe Burrow over the last couple of years, but really the success of Jake Browning also kind of got, you know, it might have been able to be like, well, it's not just having a great quarterback in Joe Burrow that he's, you know, maybe, you know, not calling the plays, but like all this other stuff. But then also having Jake Browning step in there and then go on a run like that and have Jake Browning play well in a lot of these games. I mean, you know, they're they're maybe they're putting that to him. So, I mean, I think I think an underlying factor is the success that Jake Browning had as a Cincinnati Bengal is a potential aspect and part of why Brian Callahan got some head coaching opportunities and now he's down in Nashville and we'll see him this year um in Nashville again like our annual trip 
Yeah, that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun like little combo meeting when we do meet the uh, Tennessee Titans next year in Nashville with him on the other side because I'm I'm like genuinely happy for him. So the large part, personally, I agree with both everything that you guys just said, but uh, let's just be honest here. Joe Burrow's the one that got him jobs. He really did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, I do all ultimately agree with with the Jake Brown and take there too because I think that that's what solidified that oh he's really is that guy that can kind of help you know, elevate the things if you needed to create game plans to kind of help string along weaknesses. But the core of it was Joe Burrow. You know, this doesn't work without him. The double-edged sword about keeping the coaching staff together. And I think my theory is, is because people have not been really familiar with the Bengals organization. They look at it as this coaching staff was there in 2019 when Zach Taylor first got there. They went two and 14. Joe Burrow was a rookie. Obviously, he had the knee injury. But they went four, eleven, and one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the yeah. record. Yep. But it was not a good first couple of years. Then Joe Burrow gets healthy, and then they took him to the Super Bowl and comes back. So, but people still just couldn't believe that Joe. Like they, they didn't really. I feel like they didn't really believe in the coaching staff that the Bengals had. They they just thought, like, oh, it's just all Joe Burrow. Kind of like oh, it was all Peyton Manning during those Colts years and stuff. Because when you think about it, none of the Colts. Ha- Offensive coordinators during the mating years got head coaching jobs. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Howard Mudd, no. Uh, Pep Hamilton, no. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't think of there was a lot of guys that from that Tony Dungy, Jim Moore coaching tree. Jim Caldwell was an assistant coach that was promoted from Tony Dungy's retirement. None of those guys got head coaching got jobs for real. Adam Gates is the only one that comes close to mind, but he was in Denver when that happened. But nonetheless, like. I just felt like that people really just was leery about trusting anybody, not necessarily in a room, but like on the offensive staff to trust them. Like, oh, well, should we cherry pick this guy? Well, now you're seeing the fruits of the labor going off of now that Burrow was hurt and you saw what Browning was able to do. The one I was really worried about was Dan Pitcher getting picked to be an offensive coordinator somewhere else. Cause I was like, dang, man, they was preparing for this. And now you got only that he's gone, but he might be gone too. But yeah. the Bengals actually planned ahead really well by extending him last year because they knew something like this was going to happen this offseason. And again, you got to tip your cap to people like Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin for taking care of that guys, man, ahead of the curb. So, you know, I, again, man, very congratulatory on both positions. You know, Dan Pitcher, well-deserving of his role. I'm really eager to see what's the next step of his evolution, how he's going to operate a little different. When it comes to the game plans on offense, I feel like it might be some things are the same, but more or less it's going to probably be a little different. I I, I truly believe so. And I'm I'm going to be keeping an eye on the uh, Tennessee Titans. You know, they've been kind of like a, I want to call it a rivalry because Burroughs kind of owned them until this past matchup where we were playing bad football. But I'm still going to – I'm Brian Callahan has turned me into a watcher of the Titans it's, for next season. So yeah, I, I really been- want to see – go ahead. It's been more of a, like a like an annual meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always like, hey, here's a dinner reservation, and you're gonna be here every day on like the 27th. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm excited for it, you know. But that's not the only news that broke the NFL. I mean, we didn't really break the NFL; it broke Bengals Nation. But the real news yeah. that broke the NFL, literally almost an hour before we jumped on the air, Jim Harbaugh returns to the NFL. Huge. He has now been announced officially signed that he is going to become the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually excited for Jim Harbaugh in the NFL, man. How about you guys? It's going to be fun. 
you know, they're still the Chargers, but that's my whole. That's all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Until they've they been <laughs> they've been you know defensively stacked for many years, mm-hmm. and they choke. You know, like this year, it was just awful. You know, the the years before that, they get beat in the playoffs first round. You know, you're 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 ahead of the Jaguars. What was it? Twenty eight enough. Yeah, 27 yeah still bad something like that whatever the hell it was and then you lose it was awful but yeah. I, i'm ex- i'm excited to see what jim harbaugh is gonna bring to the chargers um you know he's you know he's a hardball hardballs you know they're great coaches they've proven to be great coaches um I just don't want to hear any of that BS about him cheating and you know spying on people in, in, when he was with Michigan. That's over with. He's served his time. He won his national championship. And I let the man continue his career. Yep. Be interesting to see how you know everything plays out going forward with what he left at Michigan. But again, this is the National Football League, way different. But yep. uh, the thing that uh, you know not alarms me, but you know, has me on alert is that the Bengals go to SoFi this year. The first time that they will play in SoFi since they lost Super Bowl against the Rams, they're going to play against Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. And it's going to be a high profile showdown. We don't know when it's going to be the schedule is going to be released in May, but you know, this will be the second meeting between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I, I will tell you with the amount of national publicity that the chargers get, and now with Jim Harbaugh being in there and with Joe Burrow coming back, don't be surprised if this game is put on Sunday or Monday Night Football. All I'm going to say on this. Well, it could be, but, you know, I think that the one they're going to prop up to even higher uh, publicity is when John Harbaugh meets Jim Harbaugh in SoFi when the Ravens yep. play the Chargers next year, too. You know the Harbaugh Bowl is going to be one juicy oh, matchup for national, yeah. the media. Like, that's going to be a Monday Night game. They might put that week one. They might do a week one. You know, you won't know because if the Ravens do win the Super Bowl, well, yeah, okay, if they win the Super Bowl, yeah, then it's then they have story. to open up the season on Thursday night at home in Baltimore, hey, I never and said that they game win. would be in SoFi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I never said they win, but, but hey, but but still, but, yeah, but, but it's always you know, look at. but it's it's going. I'm look. I I feel like I'm really happy for Jim Harbaugh. It's about time that he make his reentry to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know what went wrong between him and the Niners during his last stint in the NFL. I thought he was on track to be a successful head coach there. Just give him a little time. But I guess that him and front office just couldn't come. They kept butting heads, and you know they they just had to just part ways. Then obviously a new regime had entered and stuff like that. It took them a while to get back on their feet, but they yep. seem to be doing pretty good now. Because when Jim Harbaugh came into the 49ers at the time that he took over, that 49ers team was a dumpster fire. He yeah. turned them around. He, he made Alex Smith into a better quarterback than what he actually was. He was a bust. Jim Harbaugh comes in there, all of a sudden he's playing good football. And it seems like that similar similar situations may happen with him inheriting Justin Herbert. Yeah, they. I'm not really all that sold on their defense, really, because like you said, Tim, they always had a stacked defense. They had names, names, and names, but none of them can stay healthy. They never can get it together, and they just feel like that. Every time somebody mentions Joey Bosa as the upper echelon of pass rushers, I always just roll my eyes. It's like, oh, my gosh. Look, at this point, Trey Henderson is way better than Bosa, and he's not even a better – he's not even better than his little brother, you know, so yeah. – and that's Nick Bosa, obviously. 
But mm. other than that, if anybody can really, I think that the Chargers nailed it with this one. I really do. I think it might yeah. go well. You know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna am I gonna sit there and predict division titles? You know, going into year one of Jim Harbaugh, no, really? I'm not doing that. Okay, you still got Sean Payton in Denver. Andy Reid is still in Kansas City. You can't beat them. And then the Raiders just hired a flashy Antonio Pierce. They're sold on him too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good division going into next year. But then again, bro, we've been saying this for the last two years. So we I'm have been. We definitely have and been. And the still run away with it every year, it, bro. Every time. And another thing before we move on, like the similarities with, you know, Jim Harbaugh when he came in for the 49ers, he took over for Mike Singletary, who was trying to figure yeah. out his way when he was the Niners head coach, which that's still weird looking back on that he was a head coach of a National Football League team. But then again, you know, he took over for him and, you know, was able to change the regime. And and, and he was he was wildly successful in San Francisco in four years. Right. It, it just happened mm-hmm. that the Michigan job was available and it was a high profile job. And and they threw a bunch of money at him. And, you know, he's like, oh, might as well go over there. And then, you know, with the Chargers, I mean, he takes over after Brandon Staley, who, again, uh, you know, when when he first got in there, how does he have a head coaching job still this long into his tenure? And then Jim Harbaugh takes over and. He has a great, he has a you know very good quarterback in in his hands and 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 receivers and still positions. So excited to see what happens with uh you know with uh, Jim Harbaugh in year one. Me too, man. And you know before we continue, what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a quick little break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about our AFC and NFC championship previews. You know, because that's because unfortunately we the playoffs are still happening. Even though the Bengals are not in it, but we're still going to talk about it. You know what I mean? It's it's football. So, and I'm happy to continue talking about some football. So, we'll be right back. Give a brief little minute, and then we'll be joining you here shortly. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Thank you so much for patiently bearing through with us as we laugh our way to this next segment here, because it's been a fun episode so far, guys. Um, if you haven't yet, please like, comment, subscribe, and then, you know, hit that bell, those post notifications. Let us know how we're doing. You know, I know I've been, 
I've been kind of jabbering off a little bit because you know it's been a fun it's been a fun day so far for us here on the episode of Run Through the Jungle. But let's talk about some real football, man. We got some football coming up this weekend. It is the AFC and the NFC Championships weekend, Championship Sunday, as we should basically just call it because it's not on Saturday and Sunday. But the first thing we're going to obviously talk about is this AFC matchup, man. Chiefs Ravens. Both teams, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens played their asses off all season long, okay? Chase and I had made a nice commentary discussion when we deep dove into this. Um, so, again, if you haven't got a chance, please check us out on the Cut to the Chase when we did the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship preview. But the Baltimore Ravens, man, I got to tip my cap to them. They've played like the best team all season long. I didn't want to buy into it. I always thought that they were had some, you know, some fortunate luck. Teams around them in the conference got hurt, and they just pretty much just took advantage of their schedule. But it still doesn't change the fact is that their defense played like they were them dogs, and they were always those dogs. And quite frankly, they were playing like that even last year when Lamar wasn't really playing. We're just seeing it now and the fruits of its labor now, so to speak, because Lamar is playing. And because of that, Lamar is getting more shine than he's ever been getting before, even though he has been getting some shine. But he is now the front runner to win the MVP award. I think that is already going to be unanimous, not unanimous, but it's automatically going to be pretty much handed to him now that he's going to win that award. Meanwhile, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, who stumbled and fumbled their way to a 10 and 7 season. I'm sorry, to an 11 and 6 season, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was their ending regular season. But they didn't look good all year long, at least on offense, they didn't. Defense, they can they they kind of carried the defensive side of the ball there for, I mean, like they carried that team for a good chunk of the season, but you just know once playoff hit, it's Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Andy Reid, it's Chris Jones. And they did exactly that. It was really impressive me of how they're able to still make it this far. Just kind of like those Patriot teams of the late 2010s. They reminded me of the 2018 New England Patriots. You know, the Patriots were not that great during the regular season that season. Uh, I think they were 11 and five. They had lost some games to the back end of that season. Everybody rolled them off like this, the end of the Brady Belichick era. And then what did they do? They go on a nice hot shot run, beating Mahomes in Kansas City in Arrowhead on their way to winning yet Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's sixth Super Bowl against the L.A. Rams at the times. I mean, they're still L.A. Rams. So let's talk about this. Okay, because we have a we're going to have some differences of opinion. This is tough for Bengals fans, man. It has been a common theme throughout all of Bengals Twitter. Where's your rooting interest, Tim? I'm going to start with you on this because yeah, you just already kind of gave away your secret in the opening. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is everybody I, I see the same thing you're seeing. Everybody's like, oh, if you're a Bengals fan, you better be rooting for the Chiefs. Well, the last thing I remember, I'm a grown-ass man, and I can root for whoever in the hell I want to root for. And like I said at the very beginning of the year, the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. And unfortunately for everybody else, the AFC North is going to win the Super Bowl. I don't care what you say. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, that defense, they've been playing outstanding football. You know, they've had injuries. You know, Mark Andrews has been out since the Bengals game. You know, they got OBJ, they got Zay Flowers, they got Gus the Bus Edwards, you know. And then that defense, Roquan Smith, uh, Roquan Smith, 
you know, Patrick McQueen. That defense is the damn defense of the AFC. They built that defense to beat – what's that? It's Patrick Queen, by the way. You said Patrick McQueen. (laughs) Oh, all right, Patrick Queen. But they built that defense to beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's exactly what they did. And and it has proven to beat every team that they've gone against. Look what they did to the 49ers. Look what they did to the freaking Cowboys. Look what they did to the – was it the Eagles, too, that they, they they beat the hell out of, too? No, they didn't play the Eagles or the Cowboys, but they did play oh, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm sorry, the Dolphins. Yeah, they hung, 50 point, they hung 50 points on the Dolphins. Yeah, that was so, a beat down. It wasn't even close. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is with the Ravens is they've been riding that horse all year long. Yeah, they got beat by the Colts and they got beat by the Steelers. And then they they lost against the Steelers against the JV team. You know, okay, who cares about that? I don't care. Nobody nobody counts that stuff. But the Ravens are going to win. Are going to win on Sunday against the Chiefs. I think I think they have the formula to beat Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, he's got J- Jason Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and. What's that? What's that new rookie wide receiver's name? Uh, Rasheed Rice. 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 Right. And he's got Rice. Other than that, he's got trash cans he's throwing to. That offensive line has been having all kinds of problems. If I remember correctly, one of the offensive linemen for the Chiefs is going to be out on Sunday as well. So, what do you oh, think? Joe Tooney. Rab- yeah, Tooney. What do you think those rabid dogs on the Ravens defense is going to do to that offensive line? I'm sorry. I might be a Bengals fan, but I'm rooting for the Ravens. Ravens are going to win. Regardless if we're Bengals fans, they're part of the AFC North. You know what? I hope they I hope they win. I'm tired of the Chiefs. I'm tired of Taylor Swift. Let's go Ravens, like I said before, and I'll say it again. You know, um, like uh, Justin tweeted out. <clears throat> sorry. Go Justin tweeted out a couple of days ago. It was like the Ravens, and they used to be that cool cousin that you know, you know, you could, you know, you could you could hoop against, you could do, you know, just that cool cousin that's always around. It's like you know, like we'll, we'll battle a little bit, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all cool and stuff. And even back then, used to root for him, you know, at times here and there. Like we talked about it on our on on the cuts of the chase. So you know, these be that. There was a time where this, you know, over the snap of a finger, a man named Lamar Jackson came in, and a lot of Bengals fans, you know, I wouldn't say they. I think a lot of Bengals fans like Lamar Jackson as a player, but they hate that he's with the Baltimore Ravens, and Lamar Jackson has basically changed his whole thing for the Ravens and and their, you know, the stigma, all that stuff. He said that for the for the Bengals as well with Joe Burrow, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's. Just go tw- check out Twitter for that. But in this matter, I know that the Chiefs are a big rival of ours. But the last time I checked, they're not in the AFC North. And, you know, I know that we have differences. You know, Tim, you're rooting for the AFC North to, you know, win the Super Bowl, represent all that stuff. I'm saying, hell no, nah, I don't want them to do anything. I don't. That's personally me. Because if you want to call me a hater... Yeah, sure. Go on ahead. I don't care. But but to say the least, I mean, again, 
if the Chiefs are to pull this game off, that's where all the questions and everything else arise. This should be the Ravens game to win. You know, this is the Ravens game to win. They, if they win, it's like, okay, they were the best team in the league this entire season. They, they move on to Super Bowl. The Chiefs, how'd they get there? You know, that's a miracle. They got the AFC championship if, if they end up losing. But then if the Chiefs win, you ask my, my ask the questions about Mahomes. Is he one of the greatest of all time? And, and you know, does he really have a true rival? And then you go back to the drawing board for Lamar Jackson. You're like, dude can't get over the hump, all this stuff. And I want to see the chaos happen in that regard because, you know, I like Lamar Jackson, but I dislike the Baltimore Ravens a lot more than what I used to. So, you know, am I going to put hate aside? No, I'm not putting hate aside. I hate both of these teams. I don't like them at all. But, you know, one team we play twice a year, and that one team chanting on Thursday night football, man, F. Joe Burrow, no, nah, I can't. I, that's not going to slide, man. It, it, that, that That's a cake bake for you next season. So, uh, yeah, the Ravens, man, they, they lose. If you want to do the Taylor Swift propaganda, that's completely fine. I, I'm going to just put some earplugs in and just keep it going. But, you know, put, find me in a blank space. I don't even care. I'm in a trance right now. <laughs> that's just hate. Just pure. Oh my hate. god! I think it. I think it, it is, it. and I'll, I'll I'll put it out there. It's it's pure. I think it's pure hate, but pure hate. Hey. It, and you know, and I and in I this scenario, and I hundred percent, you know, feel the same way. But the thing is, is like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, or at the beginning of the playoffs, I'm rooting for the AFC North. I don't care what we had. We had three teams in the playoffs. Three. Mm. It could have been four if we would have things would have went better. But we had three teams in the playoffs, and I was and, rooting for them. I actually I was rooting for them. I, I res- and I respect that you're not going back on anything. I res- I respect that from, from your standpoint. And, you know, from my standpoint, from the start of the playoffs, we had three teams get in. I wasn't rooting for a damn team in this division. So I'm going to keep going. So, hey, I respect your stance on it, that you, you, you're going you know, to stand on business, as they say. But I'm going to stand on business on this side. And be like, I don't want the Ravens to win. Do I want? I want the NFC to win Super Bowl. I think we all do. We want the NFC to win Super Bowl. But you know, we'll, obviously, we're fans. We're, we're we're people in the business. We'll see what happens. So, I'm one of those individuals that, yes, Chase, you and I are on one accordance with this one here, uh, as far as like rooting interests go. However, this doesn't necessarily entail that we are we wish bad things would happen and stuff. You know, to the Ravens uh, or to the Chiefs, for that matter. Yeah. You know, with that being with that being said, you know, we gotta we we applaud the success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it's huge. It's frustrating. Both. Yeah, yeah, man, they were great before we even got there, and yeah. Lamar did get his MVP before Joe got there, respectfully. Yep. But what I'm tired of also seeing is the lack of the basically the lack of respect coming from the Ravens fan base and other people in the, probably within the organization based in the, the pure jealousy and hatred of the Bengals because of what we've done the last two years. And that's the thing that really kind of grinds my gears more when it comes to these two teams matching up. At the very least, the Chiefs acknowledge us that, hey, credit to Cincinnati, man. They've been beating us pretty bad. They've been beating us, you know, here and there, man. We we haven't beaten them yet. And it's tough. And the only and let me be honest, the only real reason why the Chiefs talk crazy as much as they do is because of us, because of how we started with the whole Burrowhead conversation, which I personally did not like. I I'm just be upfront. The yeah. Burrowhead comment, the mayor making that comment, that the was mayor stupid. took it for me. The mayor took it for me, he, man. He I, did. 
Like it yeah. was funny and a little, a little bit for the fans to kind of be like, ah, you know. But but as soon as the mayor posted that video, Man. we were like, ugh. Okay, now yeah. it's no longer funny because believe it or not, that did give the Chiefs extra motivation to beat us. And you know, we didn't play great that game. The Chiefs defense they played much more with fire and in intensity. And yeah, we still almost won. But it was one of those games where I felt like that. Yeah, this is not going to end well. This is not going to be our day. Even when we fought back, I just still felt like that wasn't our day. The Ravens, on the other hand, never really had our number. But yeah, you got Ravens fans and Lamar fans talking about, well, Lamar's eight and one against the Bengals. And I don't got time to be going back and forth over every matchup. All I know is that when Burrow came in there, things started changing. And I still feel like that to this day. Burrow conveniently avoided the Bengals' best teams because he was dealing with injuries, so to speak. But we all know that was because of his contract talk. But now that he's back, and then we have our adversity that, that struck our team with our injuries and stuff. Again, I'm not saying for the Ravens fans to feel sorry for us, nor am I saying for the Ravens to feel sorry for us, because guess what? Nobody really felt sorry for them the last couple of years when they went through their stuff. Mm-hmm. So why would, why would they feel sorry for the rest of the league, too? Again, more power to them. They took advantage of a, a much more e- pathway, easier laid out schedule. And I do respect the tough grittiness of the AFC North. I really do. Yeah. But to like you mentioned, Chase, the minute that I heard that F Joe Burrow when he got, you know, hurt. And it's like Joe Burrow came with class. You know what I mean? It ain't like that. The Ravens yeah, knocked him mention, out of the game. Mention, like, mention, mention week seven, 2021, the time where, you know, Lamar Jackson oh, ain't come yeah, out to shake yeah. Joe Burrow's hand. He didn't even shake his hand, the, bro. the one time that Joe Burrow has beaten Lamar Jackson. Let me add one more. I, I don't want to be a hater. I'm just going to drink my one. beer and shut up. Go, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let me add this real quick, though. All right. One more thing, in the time that those two have played against each other, when both guys are on the field, uh, Lamar is a plus two, plus two in scoring against Joe Burrow when it comes to both teams. I, so I, I don't, I don't know where the owning comes in, but that's again different story for a different time. Continue. You know, one thing I want to say is this: is you uh, know I don't give a crap what these quarterbacks you know are against certain teams and all this other stuff. If Lamar has owned the Bengals, he's eight and one. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Because in the end, it takes two teams to play a game. And whether if you win or lose, there's always next season. Joe Burrow will be back. All I got to say is, is you're welcome, AFC, for Joe Burrow getting hurt when he did. Because if he wasn't, yep. ooh, you know, again, yeah. we, we're, not, we're not in the conference championship. We, we, you know, we can play the whip scenario all we want to. Yep. Respectfully, it is the Chiefs and Ravens going at it. And obviously, us Bengal fans talking because we had some nasty games between these two teams that's button heads mm-hmm. with each other. Very. But all that aside, all the Bengal hating aside and stuff like that, these two teams played really good football down the stretch. They deserve to be here. Yep. And you can't set it up even better than what it is. I don't think it was going to get more luster if it was Josh Allen and the Bills happening, being happy to get past Kansas City and they have to go to Baltimore. No, I don't think it would have captured that luster in that magic. Even though Lamar Jackson, I don't think, has yet to be Josh Allen yet. But nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes is the new standard of the NFL. And everybody knows it. Like, everybody's measuring their success to his. And yeah. Lamar Jackson even said it in his podium. He ain't going to get Patrick, that he has to go against Patrick Mahomes, but. <laughs> in order to be a champion, you got to beat the champion. So ultimately, I think we're in one agreement that this does feel like this is the Ravens game to win. It just does. You know what I mean? 
yeah. it doesn't feel like that they're scared of the Chiefs. It doesn't feel like that they're looking at this with a big, oh, you know, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're two-time Super Bowl champions. They got Patrick Mahomes, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Uh, they're looking at it like, dude, we've been playing football better than you. It mm-hmm. almost like that they implored the same mentality, and maybe this is an AFC North thing, but they've implored the same mentality. You got to come to our house. You got to play us, dog. Last time you played us yeah. in week two of 2021, we beat y'all. And we wasn't even really at our best that night. Now we got dogs littered all over the field. You didn't play us when we had – we didn't have Roquan at that time. Now we do. You know what I mean? So right. it's it's really like your head and your mind should tell you the Ravens are going to win this game. But, man, you just don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes because I'm telling you, man, it just feels like 2018 Patriots all over again. But I still feel like the Ravens are going to win. What do you guys think? Ravens yeah. win? I, well, I already said the Ravens are going to win, you know, and I'm not, and don't, and you, you fair weather Chiefs fans out there that are Bengals fans rooting <laughs> for the Chiefs, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying Mahomes is not, you know, one of one of the goats of of this of this, you know, you know, football age right now. You know, I respect Mahomes. Mahomes can do things that you would not expect to happen. You know, I respect that man. Travis Kelsey is a future Hall of Famer. You know, so don't think that I'm thinking, oh, you know, the Chiefs, the, you know, Chiefs are just going to get blown out of the water. You know, I think it's going to be a, a three-point, maybe a three-point, four-point game of who who wins this game. You know, mm-hmm. so, but unfortunately, like I said, I think the Ravens are going to take this one away from them. They're going to have to come into to Baltimore and play against the Ravens, who are red hot. Defense is number one. In, I think I think they're number one in pretty much all categories in the NFL. One in score. I think they're number one in scoring, more specifically, number one in total defense, yeah. but specifically scoring defense. Yeah, and you know, and don't get me wrong. I know the Chiefs have a hell of a defense. They've been playing really good defense all year long. But I'm kind of like, is that is that fire going to be lit with Patrick Mahomes and that offense? We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Now let's talk about the NFC side because I know we we kind of went on a on a tear. We could we couldn't help it, man. We're Bengals fans. It's two of our bitter rivals playing against each other. I am going. I ain't going to lie. I am a little salty that these two teams are playing Tough in world. the AFC Championship. Tough you world. know, I'm a little salty. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? At the end of the day, we didn't play well enough to get to this spot, so that's on us, not them. Anyways, the NFC. That's another great game, too. Detroit, San Francisco. I didn't see Detroit making it this far, man. I'm so proud of them. Like, I saw them make winning the playoff game initially, but I didn't see them coming here. And I and I keep reiterating how happy I am for this organization. Yeah. However, I do feel like that this is the, the 49ers' chance to show that they do, do they belong in the I'm going to win it all sweepstakes. We know Baltimore is in that conversation, but for the longest time, the majority of the season, we thought San Francisco was the team to beat in the Super Bowl to win it all. They were the number one favorites. But I just feel like that they that that sort of kind of changed a little bit ever since they lost to the Ravens at home on Monday night. And I just feel like that they've been kind of slipping or losing that mystique about them since. You know, they got in the way with a few close dubs here. The last playoff game against the Packers, I thought the Packers were going to get destroyed. They had a nice little upset victory against the Cowboys as a seven seed on the road to the two seed. And I just thought that, okay, they're living with house money. 
but the 49ers were a different beast. And no, they almost won. So it's just really like, is this really more about the Green Bay Packers or is that is San Fran really losing that edge to them? They still got dogs on that side of the ball, man. I, I, I'm not going to give up hope because they, they're still my Super Bowl pick. To, they're still my Super Bowl favorite, essentially. But you can't help but think that, man, this could be one of those games where you did not expect Detroit to make it to the Super Bowl. A lot like the 2021 Bengals made it to the Super Bowl and should have won it. I'm just throwing that out there. But <laughs> I, I, I picked the 49ers to still win, man. I, and I hate to do that to Detroit fans because I'm all I'm all about them. But I, I'm picking the 49ers, man. It's 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 on for their chase. Tim, let me know what you guys think. Well, with this, um, you know, there's all the reason to pick the 49ers in this one because top to bottom, they, I believe, have a better roster. Um, you know, these guys have been in this championship game many times. They've been in it two years in a row and have come up short. They won it back in 2019 and, and all that. So they've been to, you know, this will be the fourth out of the last five years that they've been to it. And then when they've been healthy, they've been to every single one, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And, uh, you know, just looking at what the talent that they have, I mean, the talent they have is incredible. And the, if there's any window they have to get it done, it's now. And the big question right now is if Debo Samuel is going to play. If Debo Samuel plays, then this, you know, this, team is on a, on another level the motor you know can go to the highest level possible if he's not playing i mean you saw it for three quarters on uh, on saturday night against the packers it looked different and i know brock purdy made some plays you know down the field and stuff and, and he, he he did make some good ones and then he also threw a couple of passes that could have went back for pick sixes but you know nonetheless it was a very close game with the packers um you know, I, I still think the Niners are, you know, they're, they're definitely favored. They're definitely the pick and everything. However, Detroit, they just keep finding ways, man. I'll tell you that I, their their red zone defense has has stood up. They've stood to the task this postseason. Their run defense is one of the best in the National Football League, and that's the pride of the of the uh, of the San Francisco 49ers. And you know, being able to eliminate not really eliminate but just you know kind of kind of make that Niners run offense stall a bit and put the focal point on Brock Purdy the back end of the Detroit Lions their secondary isn't all that great it's a young it's a young core that's you know a, a bit inconsistent but all they need to do is just make a couple of plays and you know get a couple of turnovers yeah. here and there if they were to get pressure on Brock Purdy it's going to be a big thing they have to they have to control line scrimmage on both sides of the football and that's normally how you win football games regardless. So it's honestly bread and butter. But you know what? With my brother being a Detroit Lions fan, with the 2021 energy that's running high from us being Bengals fans, and I'll take the Bengals out of it. You know what? Big cat fans stick together. I'm going with the freaking Detroit Lions win this game. I don't – you know, I'm going to just go hope on it. I don't even care. I love it, man. I love it. Oh, and, and, and the Ravens. I picked the, picked the Ravens in the other one. I, didn't, I don't think I made the pick. But the Ravens, I think they're going to win um, on Sunday as well. All right, Tim, it's on you, man. I know. Give me your takes. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I don't like the 49ers. I've never liked the 49ers. I've watched Joe Montana and the 49ers beat the Bengals twice in the Super Bowl. I've never been a Bengal or a 49ers fan. Yeah, I was a Joe Montana fan. You know, I know Jerry Rice's a GOAT conversation. But I don't like the 49ers. 49ers fans are like Seahawks fans. They're this all the time. I hear it all the time. 
you know, living over here in the West Coast, they just jaw, 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 jaw. I, I know the 49ers have done great things over the many, many years, the many decades. They've had great players. They've had Hall of Famers. They've had Hall of Fame coaches. But I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them. I'm tired, boss. I'm just dog tired. You want to see then, some new you know, blood in there, huh? I do. You know, I look at the 49ers team. Brock Purdy, he's a game manager. That's what he is. Everybody's like, oh, Brock Purdy. Oh, he led that drive, and they won against the Green Bay Packers. By how many points did you win? Because you should have blown the doors off of them, regardless if Debo was in there or not. You should have blown the doors off of the Green Bay Packers. I was actually, you know, to be honest with you guys, I was rooting for the Green Bay Packers to win because I want to see the underdog. I want to see the underdog come in there, come into their house and win. Now look at the now look at the the Detroit Lions. Right up 75. They're like a home team away from home. Drive right up 75 and you're up in Detroit. I've watched Barry Sanders have a career of his life and just quit football because Detroit the Detroit way was not was not the the Detroit way it is today. At the beginning of the year last year, actually last year after the season ended I picked the Detroit Lions to win the NFC North. Oh, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Watch what Dan Campbell does. Watch what Jared Goff does. And let's see what this Detroit Lions do. Am I surprised that they are in the position that they're in right now? Not really. Not really. Do they have a better team than the 49ers? You got a possible, you know, I'm a running back guy. You guys know that. 49ers have a possible MVP over in a running back, future Hall of Famer in CMC. Brock Purdy, like I said, is a game manager. Debo Sanders, who knows if he's going to play or not. Brandon Ayuk, we've seen what he can do. We've seen what he did against the Bengals, but the Bengals still have the formula to shut down CMC. George Kittle, possible future Hall of Fame tight end. Then that defense. That defense, every person pretty much on that defensive line and the linebackers are pro bowlers. Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, Armstead, Greenlaw, Greenlaw, um, Chase, Chase Young. You know, they got a hell of a defense. They have the formula to beat the Lions. But I'm going to stop you right there. I'm picking the Detroit Lions to upset and stop the 49ers in their path. Because we watched the 49ers three weeks in a row get beat during the regular season without Debo Sanders, without, um, what's his name, the left tackle for the the 49ers. Trent Williams. Without Trent Trent Williams. Williams. You know, Trent Williams is, you know, he's been in the league for, what, 14, 15 years? He's like the old man on the on the offensive line, future Hall of Famer. But I think Hutchinson's going to get a couple sacks against Brock Purdy, which doesn't happen much. Purdy usually doesn't get sacked very much unless you have the right formula, and we've seen him get sacked a lot in certain games. But I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions, not only because they're a home team away from home for us, because they're like I said, they're right up 75, and the fact that I want to see the 49ers get beat 
go Detroit. You know, I'm really excited to be the odd man again this 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 pick here because we we all want to see Detroit, you know, finish the job. You know, there's there's no jealous bone in my body if they their franchise was to get a Super Bowl victory over us and we haven't gotten ours yet. Dude, you can't say enough great things about what Detroit has done. So look, man, I'm I'm happy for Detroit. Even though I'm not picking them to win this game. I still feel like that. I would not be surprised if an upset happened. And quite frankly, I'll be happy if it were to happen. So, look, <laughs> I'm standing on an island here with this pick. I'm happy, though, to be that be that guy for now. Um, but it should make up for a great championship weekend. I hope it's not a blowout. Let's just make both games good games. Mm. Last year, we had the blowout with 49ers and the Eagles. We were rescued because the Bengals and the Chiefs played a great AFC championship game that went almost went overtime. But nonetheless, bro. Let's just let's just let's just know just make it great games on both sides, please. You know, so but yeah, no, that wraps up about our conversation with our conference championship preview. Now, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna talk, go back to some bangles because this is a bangles podcast. We're gonna go a little bit quicker now. Oh boy. But we're doing some position grace with offensive and defensive line. We're gonna we're gonna grade the trenches. So here's what I want you guys to do. Chase and Tim. I want you guys to give me your individual grade for the O-line and the D-line and give me your total grade for what you will grade both units combined. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, I want you guys to go forward. Chase first. Offensive line this year, D+. Plus. I would say, or I'd say D+. Plus. Defensive line, yeah, you also factor in the, the pass rush which was really Trey Hendrickson, I, I think that saves it from being an F. So I give him a D. I, th- I think the trenches were terrible this year. I think the overall grade for both trenches were a D minus. I thought that it was horrible. Uh, it was a it was bad to watch is all I'll say on both sides of the football. The reason why we lost a lot of games, the reason why we lost eight games, sure. it, we, we couldn't win in the trenches. Tim, you were going to grant you know, I'm going to – I do agree with him to a certain extent, but only the reason why, you know, the offensive – his offensive grade is a D or offensive line as a D, I agree with him. But the defensive line, even though, you know, we didn't have very good rush defense, you know, or, but even though Trey was there, I'm going to give them a C minus. Not a D, but a C minus. Um and of course, overall a D. Um, you know, it, it's it's got to get better. Um, I want to give Jonah Williams, you know, props this year. He played probably his best of his career at right tackle. That's my opinion. You guys might not agree with me, but I think he. he I think this is the best of his career at right tackle. Um, and, and hopefully, we can just grow and get better next year because we don't spend all that money for nothing. One, I have to agree with both of you as far as like the total grade is a D combined for both units. Uh, for me, I actually kind of went in reverse order of yours, Tim. I actually gave the O line a C minus grade, but the D line a D minus, which basically evens it out as a D. And the reason is exactly almost similar to what you both guys have said. Um, I don't think the O line, I think it could have been better, had better play calling. You can talk about that. But yeah. The run game, like, I just feel like that they just couldn't run block effectively, you know? 
And when it came down to obvious pass protection situations, there were just key things that just stuck out like a sore thumb. And it was just like, really? Especially the interior pressure up the middle. Alice Kappa, Cordell Volson, and Ted Karras, that's your longest tenure unit right there. They didn't even have any injuries throughout the whole entire season. And that and that still happened as many times as it did when it mm -hmm. came to pressure, when it came to sacks. You know, yeah, we could talk about how many times Joe Burrow liked to throw, drop back and throw, but, dude, that's still not good, you know? But they also weren't horrifically bad like people keep making them out to be. But overall, the reason why I give them the grade that I give, and same, same with the D-line because we obviously know about it's Trey Henderson and literally nobody else. It's just simulated pressures from here. But I'm also going to give a little small shout-out to B.J. Hill. He was good. He got some turnovers and a couple sacks in there. Mm. But the reason why overall I give them a D – is because it's simple. Look at the look at the look at the amount of wins that they have in the AFC North. It would have been zero had the Browns not set all their starters and yeah. backup starters yeah. and backup to those backup starters <laughs> in week 18. It would have been zero. We would not have won a single game in the AFC North. That is literally should be an F right there in there of itself. But you did make up for it because you literally swept the entire NFC gauntlet that was on your schedule, going four and all against the NFC West, and you beat the Vikings. So that does make up for some of it. But at the end of the day, in order to compete with the big dogs, you are a big dog in the AFC North Division, regardless if it's a last place finish or not. Everybody knows you are because you because of who you got at quarterback. But let's start kind of evolving the game plan and the narrative to stop thinking about Joe Burrow only. Now you got to start thinking about these big dogs on the trenches, the, the big uglies, you know, is what B-Dirt yeah. likes to call it. So, And yeah. we just feel like we just don't have enough of them. I love the Orlando Brown Jr. signing. But he didn't really have that great of a year, even though we I still I'm still very high on OBJ Jr. So I'm still I still think that he's going to be really great for many years to come as long as he's still with us, of course. But but Jonah Williams, I also agree. I think he had a really good, solid season as a right tackle. Um, and I wish him well, because it's obvious he's going to move on in free agency to another team. There's no chance the Bengals resign him. At least that's my early prediction. But yeah, a D is a great that we all can agree upon. So. If Chase, if I, I know you got I know you got a comment. <laughs> so in in the thing is with the AFC North, I mean, you know, if you if you want to win football games in this bloodbath of the salty spittoon division, I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to, to win in the trenches. And it's a very alarming stat that everybody in this division, the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns, everyone ran for 115 yards or more per game yeah. as a team. And the Bengals were below 90 yards. Like that gap is ridiculous. And those, you know, that, you know, that's a 30, 35 yard gap. And that's the difference of another drive that stays alive and stuff. And that's the difference in third down conversion because the Bengals in 2022, they were one of the best third down teams in all of football around 45% because they were in third and short. And there were times they were able to run the football well enough. And that that's a big thing though. Running the football and stopping the run are basics in the game of football. If you can't be good at the basics, you will not be a playoff team and you will not get to the Super Bowl like you want to. So the moment that you're able to go back and you're able to diagnose that and you're able to actually have a plan for action and actually go out there and do it with an elite quarterback, then you will be competing for years to come. But until that moment, you know, until they start doing stuff, it's not going to happen. Hopefully the Bengals get this thing right. We win the line of scrimmage and then we can win a lot more games going in the future.
It's a mic drop segment right there. And quite frankly, I can't say anything better than myself other than any final thoughts. It's championship weekend. Uh, go you know, Lions. Who we rooting or who we not rooting for? All right. We're not going to go into that That's conversation all... again. <laughs> go Lions. I'm ready to eat food. There, yeah, there we go. Yeah, you know, like me, I'm just looking for you know forward to some great football. You know, yeah. like you know, you know, like you said, you know, I really don't want to see teams get blown out this weekend. Would I like to see a, a Chiefs blowout? I would love to see that because it, it's the <laughs> Chiefs. You know, yeah. but I want to see some great football. I want to see, you know, the final results. Who's going to the Super Bowl? You know, who's going to the Super Bowl? Hopefully, like we said, it's the Lions and the Ravens. Furthermore, that's all I got, bro. Who Most definitely, man. And I thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Tim, for once again joining us here on an episode of Run Through the Jungle. You know, have fun. Be safe out there. Championship Sunday. We're one more step close to the Super Bowl and getting ready to talk about that. But thank you so much. This has been your boy, Justin Lacey, on the ones and twos. I say that like I'm a DJ when I'm really not. But tune in next time when we are running through the jungle. (laughs) 